You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. Hello, baseball family. Matthew here with this week's roundup of British baseball action. This week's roundup show is presented to you by Coach Carter Field Sports and Supplies, a store dedicated to bringing top quality baseball and softball gear to the players from the player. It's your one-stop shop for all your baseball and softball requirements. So head on over to www.coachcarterfieldsports.co.uk. Well, there's been plenty of action around the BBF Open Tournament. I'd just like to acknowledge that there are a lot of inter-squad games I'm feeling some plenty of baseball action around the country, not necessarily in the BBF Open Tournament. And I just want to know that I haven't forgotten about you and I've been watching uh, from the social medias and retweeting the, the action as I can. Um, but to tell us some more about the weird season happenings, I've got Rob, the commercial director of the Hearts London Baseball Club and David Martin Byers from the Liverpool Trojans. He's the first team manager and catch there too. So here's some interviews. And joining me now from the Hearts Londoners is the commercial director and most importantly the catcher and this is Rob. Rob, how are we? Hi, I'm very good, thank you. Very good. A little bit tired, it's been a long day playing baseball but uh, hopefully it's all good. Yeah, you, you, uh, you're doing a couple of in-house tournaments at the moment to uh, do some squad development. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure, exactly. Well, what we decided to do in kind of July when we got... Uh, permission to play baseball games again was, you know, we're a big club. We we've got a lot of players and we've been taking on more players actually during the year. So we're doing an in-house uh, tournament. So we split the squads into uh, teams, so sort of broke them in half. And we had four teams today play four games. Last week we did kind of six games. So we did a little round robin um, and everyone kind of plays each other. Um, and the idea being that, you know, this year, that means that um, you know, we keep the same group of players together as much as possible. We don't do the travelling. Um, and it means that those new people we've taken on as much as possible can play other new people. So they're you know, getting an even game and get them all into um, experience of, of baseball games without actually sort of being part of a league as such. So, yeah, you know, we've done, I think, three weeks now uh, of this tournament uh, for ourselves up at our main base in Hemel Hempstead. And yeah, it's been it's been good. The weather's been kind to us, and uh, yeah, we've all everyone's had a, had a had a good time so far. Excellent. Anybody um, surprised you and stood out at the moment? I suppose surprised. Well, we've had yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of uh, today we had we had some you know great plays today. Um, I mean, there's you know some guys to be honest, I don't even know their name because uh, <laughs> yeah, they're new. And as I said, you know, we've got a lot of people. Um, but you'd think that one. It wasn't all about mistakes, you know, some great plays, you know, some great catches. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we had rundowns, we had double plays, we had sliding grabs in the outfield. You know, it, it was great. And I think people really are learning as well. So, as, as I know you will have found um, when you start sort of playing baseball, the, the basics of it are all pretty basic. You know, you throw the ball, you catch the ball. But then there's a million and one rules to kind of figure out and situational stuff. And the real way to learn that is by playing the game on the yeah. diamond. Yeah. And so, you know, you might make a token mistake, but that's the way you remember it in your head and it's yeah. really frozen there. So, you know, people have really got so much better just in the you know, like the last three, four weeks. Excellent. And you said you've got four teams on the go at the moment. Yeah, that's it. So we've, um, I mean, a lot of your 
listeners might know, you know, the club's been around for you know more than more than twenty years, and we got quite a lot of teams. What we had last year, I think we had five teams in BBF leagues, um, and this year, essentially, what we have are Londoners in our base in uh, Northwest London, uh, yep. sort of around Brent Cross, Golders Green. Um, they're a single A team, and then we have another single A team that play in Hemel Hempstead. Um, the Raptors and so we've taken both of those and sort of split them um, to make Raptors A and Raptors B imaginatively titled mm-hmm. and then Londoners and the Eagles which is another one of our club names generally generally speaking our teams are all birds yeah. um, the Londoners are a bit of a bit of a miss you know a bit of a wild card in there when we started uh, in North West London um, so yeah so we you know four teams on the go um, today and then we also have uh, the Falcons play in the National League. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were doing training today. They had a game away last week. I think they were down in Kent. Um, so they did a bit of work today and then are just fixing up games, I think, for themselves um, as they go along. So, yeah, we had four teams plus the Falcons all, all on the go. And occasionally we have some Hawks as well, but uh, we haven't got a Hawks that's active at this very moment. That's cool. So uh, what do you think it is about um, baseball in Hampshire that's attracting so many people to have so many teams? Uh, well, I mean, the uh, main credit I have to give is to um, obviously all the people who've put in the hard work at the, at the club to sort of try and make it happen. We've got some, you know, amazing people who just seem to have relentless energy to, you know, get it going. Um, but yeah, it's, I think what we're aiming to do and, you know, what I try and do in the media side of, of the club is you're just trying to spread the word, really, because, you know, there's so many people still don't, don't know that the game is played here um and so i think you just want to give them an option we're not trying to you know don't imagine to ever take over from football rugby cricket you know in england but you just want people to know that the sport is there um have the choice of it give it a try uh and we've done a lot of stuff in in hertfordshire to just sort of try and spread the word of it we are the only club in hertfordshire um and we're the only club in our little bit of northwest London where we've uh, where we've expanded to, uh, just to let them know it's there, um, and so that you know kids, adults, can when they're thinking, well, I want to give something a try, yeah. um, just got a new option for it. You know, I mean, we've we've had people come to to the club who, you know, they've played football and they didn't really like it that much, but they just kind of kept playing football because that's what they were supposed to do. Yeah, uh, you know, and it never never occurred to them that there was something else they could do. So we just want to spread the word and sort of let them come and give it a go but as I say we've had a lot of people this year which um, you know coming forward signing up which surprised us a little bit because you think in in lockdown you know, last people are going to last thing they're going to do is oh let's start a new hobby but maybe the inverse of that is true you know they've been thinking well looking around get a bit more time to google stuff I don't know yeah. um, I think here's, here's something else I can do so um, you know we have had Loads of people, which is one of the reasons the, Ra- the Raptors team were quite easy to split in half. They've got a lot, a lot of players. And the manager's done an amazing job. A uh, manager, a guy called Mantas, who is one of those, I'm saying, that's got endless enthusiasm and energy. And he's been running training sessions kind of every chance he can. Does a lot of stuff to encourage the new people. Um, Great stuff. And you can see from, the, from those teams, you know, how, uh, how much they're enjoying it and how much they feel like they're being given a chance. You know, it's not that they have to come come along and get blown away by some major leaguer. You know, they're there and we want to give them a chance. That's awesome. Love stuff. Uh, Rob, um, I always like to leave last word to the guests. Is there anything you'd like to talk about? Anything you want to shout out before you go? 
Well, I think it would probably be that that thing that the more the clubs can, you know, spread the word. And um, yeah, there's been so many new clubs kind of springing up in the last couple of years. There's um, there's a lot of chatter on uh, online that um, you know people moan about how the game is is run, and it's a challenge for a small sport, you know. Um, but I think we all try and do our own our own little bit to kind of spread the word. You know, I do it when I you know when I go into work on a Monday. I like to talk about the mm-hmm. game. You know, yeah. people I have a reputation at, uh, at work for, you know, they don't always want to hear it. But, um, you know, you want to talk about that it that it's there and that it exists and sort of cascade it, particularly through the kids. You know, we have uh, youth operation as well at, at Hearts. We just started running some sessions in northwest London. You know, and so we've got lots of age groups already set up in, in Hemel and looking at tournaments um, in the autumn. And it's, you know, the kids are obviously very important to sort of get them into, to yeah. get the game going. So the more we can... Um, promote that and obviously the work that you're doing which has been great this year as well to have uh, you know have you as part of it and you're kind of learning as you go along with the game yeah. uh, and sort of sharing that as well so that's exactly what we're just looking to do and so people they might look at the game and go nah it's not for me but as long as they get a chance to look at it and then they can go oh actually this really suits me yeah. uh, and they come along and you know that's what happened to me nearly 20 years ago and I'm still doing it Good stuff. And where can we find you on social medias or where can we get in touch with you if you're in the Hampshire region and looking to, to take part or, or to join the club? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in if you're in Hertfordshire or in our bit of northwest London, up sort of Hendon Way, then obviously the, the website's the simplest thing to find, which is heartsbaseball.com. So H-E-R-T-S, baseball, all one word. We are also then on Twitter. All the teams are on Twitter as well. So as I said, we've got a bunch of teams. Each of them have a, have a Twitter presence. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Um, and there's ways to sort of get in touch with us through all of those and say, you know, I'm interested in coming along. And then we can put them on an email list um, so that whenever we are running sessions and stuff, uh, people can come along. But do get in touch with us at all of those and, if, uh, and just follow them as well because we provide quality content. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, Rob. I appreciate your time this evening and all the best of luck for the upcoming seasons. No worries. Thanks very much. And joining me uh, from the Liverpool Trojans is the first team manager and catcher, David Martin Baez. David, how are we doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Um, Had a good game yesterday. The the weather's good today. So, yeah, all's good. Yeah, long may this nice weather continue at least for another couple of weeks or so until we can get down to the Battle of Britain in Kent. Um, so, David, you, you've um, been involved in, in some inter-squad matches and uh, been invited on to the show to have a chat about it. Um, off you go. Um, yeah, well, so this season for all clubs has been a bit different. Um, and at the Trojans, it's, it's been no different. We've played one game so far, well, one doubleheader against uh, Sheffield Bruins. So, uh, I think as, as um, we the restrictions lessened a bit and we wanted to get some, we were able to get, uh, make practices bigger and the, the natural sort of progression of that was to, to have more and more games with a lack of opposition about because of various reasons, either they're involved in other competitions or they're just not playing this season. Um, we decided yesterday to have an intra-club uh, game and our focus this, this, this season has been more on the development side because um, we, we, the competitive side really isn't there, so it was a it was a good match up and it was a good mix of uh, players from a um, number of different teams within the Trojans. So we had uh, some experienced players, we had experienced batteries starting off with, and but it, it, in those sides were also second team players and um, 
I mean, I'd say second team, they're almost the, the very close in, in, in standard to the top two teams. Yeah. And then we've got the new rookie players that we, we had had a plan for a third team to be taken off this season, but that, that of course, didn't happen. So we've had a, a number of players coming into the, the, the club and for, I think, about three of them, it was the first, first game yesterday. So really good to see. How did they get on? They did. They did well. Um, I mean, so, so the three players we had: uh, Dan Meakin, we had Connor Robinson, and Matthew Robinson, and um, they they've all been turned up to training. And you know, you can we try and sort of replicate game situations and game scenarios and getting prepared for a game. But it's not until they actually play a game that they realise what it's about. So um, I mean, Dan, I, I threw, Dan was on my side, and uh, I started him out in the outfield. But we had to make some positional changes and I threw him into like second base. So his first game, he's gone into second base and he's done a great job there. Um, he got base hit as well, I think I think in the RBI. Um, so he did well. Connor, Connor, Connor was saying to me that like, he wanted to have a go at pitching. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't quite the right time yesterday, but it just shows his attitude and his enthusiasm. And then Matthew Robinson as well. He was on the other side, so I wasn't really sort of focusing on him so much. But... Um, yeah, I think he had a he had a reasonable game for, considering it's his first game. So it was made up with that. Excellent. How important was it for the Trojans to keep playing, uh, regardless of opportunities? Because I know that you're not involved in the BBF tournament, and you said then that a lot of clubs decided just to take the season off. Was it something that you, as a group, decided that you're just going to do in-house tournaments and just see if you could arrange friendlies, or was it always a plan just to to train as hard as ever and 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 crack on? Well, I think. Before the lockdown happened, we had a lot of good momentum going on. Um, yeah. Blaise's been at, Ian Blaise has been at the head of this and he's been really driving the club on for the last couple of seasons. So um, we had a really good momentum going on. We've got uh, sponsors. We had the, the third team coming together. We yeah. organised the, the, the leadership of all the teams. So when the lockdown happened, um, we kind of there was, there was a lot of players that wanted to play baseball, but just we didn't have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it just it just when we were able to train, we started to train, and we were get, getting good numbers. That, that momentum, even though it petered out a bit, we're still getting the players there. And then um, when other teams started to play games, it became natural. I mean, we got an offer from from Sheffield Bruins because they're they're really keen to sort of play as much baseball as they can. Yeah. So it was great to play them. So it's just um, it was just uh sort of a natural progression that we were going to play games because there's only so much you can do in the, in the training session really um you're training to play a game so ultimately people want to play that game so we, we put it out um let's get an intra-club game going and um there was a lot of enthusiasm for it we had a great game um, great game yesterday and all, like already the chat was shall we do it again next week yeah so we'll probably just keep keep this going weather dependent and you know further restrictions dependent that's awesome. Lovely stuff. Well, uh, David, uh, any final words, any, anything else to shout out, promote before you go? Um, no, I mean, uh, about the club, um, the club's looking healthy. Um, I mean, there's so many ne- different names I could mention um, from, from yesterday's game. And we, we had, um, we talked about the new players, but there was also, um, we had Martin Godsall come back and God, people, people um, in the British baseball community will know who God he is. But he's, um, for those who don't know, he's probably one of the, in, in certainly my my lifetime, the greatest uh, pitchers that, that's been produced from this country. So he came back, he had a little bit of a pitch, um, 
was trying to tempt him to come back in on a bit bit more permanent basis, but I think he's uh I think he, he kind of likes a little bit of the retirement and the fishing and the caravanning. Yeah. Um, we, had, we had Mark King, who's, um, I didn't know him personally, but he used to play for Skem Tigers. He came down as well. We had James Hobson, who's, um, who's the first time I've seen him um, like play a game for a while. So it was, and he was one of the original uh, two juniors when the second teams kind of started. So it's great to see. And um, we had some experienced batteries going off. So I think it was a, a good all-round game. We'll keep it going. And the only thing I'd sort of say to any to the wider uh, baseball community um, if you fancy a game, you fancy a trip to Liverpool, or if you're not too far away, we'll certainly consider getting a, some kind of friendly game going, like, like we did against the Bruins. Just awesome. get, in touch, get in touch with our Facebook page and uh, we'll take you from there. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much. DMB, uh, oh, and for me personally, thank you very much for always contributing to listen to questions and you continue to support the show. And yeah, no uh, much love. I'll see you soon. Okay, take care. All right. And now on to the results from the BBF Open Tournament. Uh, we'll start off in the NBL uh, division with the Lancashire Legends taking on the Essex Arrows and the London Capitals taking on the London Mets. Now, the morning games there, the Capitals beat the London Mets five runs to four and the Legends went down three runs to 16 against the Arrows team. Then in the afternoon fixtures, the Capitals once again uh, overcame the London Mets with a four runs to three victory and the Lancashire Legends uh, went down swinging six runs to 12. And old Paul from uh, Baseball Scotland, the present there, went down to Slough to see some of the young um, Scottish players in action in the Legends, and uh, I think he was quite happy with what he saw down there. And that means that the, the Mets stay top, uh, defied their, their two-loss uh, streak uh, with seven wins and three losses. The Capitals uh, hold second place with the Essex Arrows in third and the Legends down there. At the bottom in fourth. On to the AAA division, uh, the East London Latin Boys took on the London Marauders and the Kent Buccaneers A's took on the London Mammoths. And in the morning games there, the Buccaneers beat the London Mammoths eight runs to seven. And the East London Latin Boys came out of that game in the morning with a five runs to zero victory over the Marauders. Then in game twos, the Kent Buccaneers just narrowly beat the London Mammoths again with 10 runs to nine, with the East London Latin Boys winning three runs to one. So let's have a look at the league standings there in AAA, and that looks like the Kent Buccaneers at the top with their six wins, one draw, one loss. The East London Latin Boys are now up to second with four wins and four defeats, with the Mammoths in there five and three. And the Essex Redbacks are four and four, not playing this week, and the London Marauders uh, still without a win this season but you've got one draw and seven defeats. Four teams in action in the AA South with the London Musketeers taking on the South Cove Pirates and the Richmond Dragons taking on the Guildford Mavericks. The Richmond Dragons coming out on top of the Guildford Mavericks 11 runs to seven with the Musketeers defeating the South Cove Pirates seven runs to 11. And in the afternoon games, the Dragons um, just defe defeated by the Guildford Mavericks with seven runs to eight, so well done Guildford. And the South Coast Pirates overcoming the Musketeers with nine runs to seven. And this is another league with uh, five teams in it. So the Musketeers are at the top with four wins, one defeat and three losses, which is the same result as the Richmond Dragons. They're in second only due to um, the plus minus averages there. The South Coast Pirates are four wins and three defeats with Croydon Pirates uh, there at three and four and Guildford Mavericks on three and five with the Croydon Pirates not in action this week. 
Some big scores coming again out of the AA Southwest Division with BC Viterra taking on the Bournemouth Bears and the Rebeldes taking on the Bristol Badgers. In the morning games, the Rebeldes had a 4 to nothing victory over the Badgers and the Viterra coming out there 17-7 against Bournemouth Bears. And in the afternoon victories there, the Rebeldes won yet again with 12 runs to 8 and BC Viterra shutting out the, the Bears for a second consecutive game with 9 runs to 0. So that means the Rebellion stay top of their division with nine wins and only one loss, with Viterra close behind them with seven wins and three defeats. The Bristol Badgers, two and six, and the Bournemouth Bears yet to win yet with zero and eight, but who knows, this is baseball, a victory could be there next week. So let's have a look at the single A Central. Bracknell Inferno taking on the Brighton Jets and the Guildford Millers taking on the Richmond Dukes. The morning games saw the Richmond Dukes defeating the Guildford Millers in a high scoring 12 runs to 15 and Bracknell Inferno there just slightly edging out the Bristol Jets 7 runs to 6. Guildford Millers shut out the Dukes in their second games by winning 14 runs to 0 and in a tight game again with the Bracknell Inferno and the Brighton Jets they won 14 runs to 3. So that means for their league, the Jets are at the top with six runs to uh, six wins to two. Sorry, the Bretton Infernal with five and five, Guildford Millers four and four, and the Richmond Dukes are three and seven. Single E saw some high-scoring games too. The Forest Grade Leadbacks, Redbacks even, taking on the London Mustangs, and the Essex Archers taking on the London Minotaurs. In the first game, the Redbacks uh, came down to nine runs to twelve to the Mustangs with the Essex Archers winning 17 runs to 4 over the Minotaurs. And in those afternoon games, the Redbacks were defeated 11 runs to 15. And then the result of the day there, the Essex Archers winning 20 runs to 13 against the Minotaurs. I would love to have seen that one. So let's have a look there at the league table. The Archers are still joint top with 7, run, uh, seven wins to 3 with the, with the Mustangs. Again, with the, uh, the win streaks and the plus minus averages. Uh, in favour of the Archers with their 77 uh, runs to their 39 to the Mustangs. And in third place are the Redbacks with their 6 and 4 and the Minotaurs still swinging away with 0 and 10. Just the two games coming out of the single A South East with the Kent Buccaneers taking on the Tombridge Bobcats. Uh, both victories going to the Buccaneers as they run their morning game 14 runs to 4 and then the afternoon games 11 runs to 6. With those two games just being played, it means that the Buccaneers are at the top of their division still with eight runs to two. Uh, they are seconded with the Mariners, which is three and three, who are tied with the Bobcats at three and three. And the South Coast Sea Dogs are uh, not in action, uh, neither were the Mariners, and the Sea Dogs are zero and six. News now for the border. Uh, happy to announce that Scotland, if you haven't read recently, have now been allowed to train and play again. Uh, in some sort of capacity so that I believe from my sources that there was no games played this weekend but lots of developmental training and probably some in-house competition but as soon as any sort of uh, action that I can report them from up, up there I will bring to and the West Midlands Baseball League the Titans went down to the um, Wolverhampton Wolves that was 17 runs to the Wolves and 5 to the Titans and the Worcester Sorcerers won nine runs to six over the Giants, which makes it Titans with zero and four. The Wolves are two and two. The Giants are three and one, tied with the Sorcerers, who are also three and one for the season. And lastly, the results from the East of England Baseball League. We have the Iceni Warriors taking on the Cambridge Royals in their doubleheader, and those games ended in both pitches for the Cambridge Royals, 
going 15 runs to 9 in the first game and 14 runs to 7 in their end game. And that's it for this week's roundup. I hope you've uh, all had a great weekend playing ball or uh, at least watching some if you can. Enjoy trade deadline day. I hope your teams have made some moves. I know it's not really British baseball base, but that'd be weird if like Liverpool and Manchester started trading players. I might need to check my group messages, see if I've been sent somewhere weird. Okie dokie. All the best. I'll see you soon. Stay safe. Ta-ra.